Welcome back to A View from the Couch. My name is Rich. And I'm Jen. And today, Jen and I are climbing in the ring with Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors for Creed 3. Creed 3. Yes. So I have one now watched Creed 1, Creed 2, Creed 3, all in the matter of three days? My question to you then is how many Rocky movies have you seen? I've seen more than what I thought I did. Okay. I've, I've seen these because when you were talking about some of the stuff that calls back to the Rocky movies, yeah. I was like, oh, I remember that. Oh, I right. remember that too. Okay. So you have seen some of the Rocky movies. Yes, now, but I could not tell you which ones or what happened in all these. I just remember moments or things right, that happened. Right. Yeah. I I genuinely really love the Rocky movies. I love the original one for being a great movie just in general, but the others I love for being like seriously 80s like goofball action stuff. And then they went and got all sentimental with with Rocky Balboa, the film from 2006, which was uh, 30 years after the original the original movie came out. And I love that one too. And then they went with this Creed series, and I absolutely loved the first two of these movies. Now, the first one more than the second one, but I really enjoyed both of them. Hmm. So Okay. Now, and now to be 100% clear, I am not a fan of boxing. I don't like boxing. I don't like UFC. I don't like wrestling. I don't like any of that stuff. But there's something about these movies that is just pure Americana in that in that Norman Rockwellish way that that really appeals to me. So the first two movies just felt like rehash of the old movies, like they were just Creed. You mean right? Yeah, the Creed. The first two Creed movies yeah. felt like they were just rehashing the older Rocky movies. Like felt like similar storylines, similar things happening. Blah blah blah. Yeah. The second one felt like such a freaking bro movie like <laughs> i have to prove how tough i am i'm gonna go kick his ass i gotta get back in the ring and prove that i'm a tough guy by beating somebody up i this is not my kind of movie it was absolutely ridiculous <laughs> i was checking out right away and i forced myself to watch this thing I did not like it. You're talking I, about Creed 2, Creed 2 right? did okay. not like, period. Did okay. not like it. Creed 1 was tolerable, <laughs> but it had a lot of the same elements. And I don't I don't like that whole, I got to be tough to prove that I'm a man, tough guy for tough guy's sake thing. I mm -hmm. don't like that garbage. I just, it's Machismo. not. Machismo. It, it doesn't appeal to me. And that's... That's how I felt watching these movies. I was like, "Ooh, I gotta prove I'm tough," you know. And I don't know. And I and I I think for people like you, you probably enjoy this movie for different reasons. But I couldn't get over that. That for mm. me was just so overriding. I was not enjoying anything else in this. Okay. Yeah, you seem to have a definite disdain for the macho chest puffing out thing, which. I don't disagree with. I think I can set that aside when I'm watching these movies because, mm -hmm. you know, it's like Arnold Schwarzenegger in his movies. You know, mm -hmm. I don't really care about that stuff. I just think it's he's got funny one-liners. This has some genuinely touching moments throughout the series. And 
some really good music, like inspirational type music, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I I am glad that some people like this because Mm -hmm. I do think Michael B. Jordan is a great actor. Tessa Thompson is fantastic. Mm -hmm. I think she's great, too. In this movie, we have Jonathan Majors, who set aside who he is as a person, but his acting is good. So I'm glad people like it because I feel like these guys deserve their props for the art that they're putting out. It's just, this is not my story. These are not stories to be told to me because I don't care about this. Gotcha. That I mean, that makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. Now, it should be noted that Jonathan Majors... There's apparently more to the situation than we know. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there is, but I think there's maybe something. It's enough that Disney and Marvel are still sticking by him. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So We don't wonder... know, but I just wanted to put that out there, personal stuff aside, because right. we don't know. Right. But as an actor, I think he's a great actor. Yeah, I think he. I think he's a fantastic actor. And again, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely innocent until proven guilty kind of person for the most part so i i set that aside for him because you know i want to believe that he's a good person you know if it turns out he's not then well he's a dick i guess but right right uh, that's where we're at so now so you hadn't so we okay well let's just jump into this then okay you give us the cast and crew and then we'll move on all right so this was directed by michael b jordan in his directorial debut this is his first movie that he directed this was written by keenan coogler zach balin and ryan coogler it stars michael b jordan as adonis creed we have tessa thompson back as bianca creed jonathan majors we mentioned comes in damian anderson Mila Davis Cant as Amara Creed, Jose Benavidez as Felix Chavez, and this is his film debut also, mm-hmm. Felicia Rashad as Marianne Creed, and Salinas Levia as Laura Chavez. Do we know if Keenan Kugler is related to Ryan Kugler? I have no idea. I guess I didn't look at that. Ryan Coogler being the director of the first, I'm pretty sure it's the first one. Stephen Cable did the second one, the okay. first Creed movie. He w- he directed also a movie that I really like that had Michael B. Jordan in it called Fruitvale Station. It's a very, very good, very powerful film that he did back in 2013, 2014, something like that. But that 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 dude's got chops. He also is the director of Black Panther Okay. Black Panther Wakanda Forever. He's, he's, I like his style. So I was a little disappointed to see that he was not directing this movie. Now, of course, he didn't direct the second one, and that's, that's fine too. So yeah, so yeah, I guess that's all I have to say about that. Okay. But I just wanted to touch on Ryan Coogler a little bit, and I thought it was interesting that there's a Keenan Coogler who's, who wrote this as well, or helped write this. Uh, I didn't know if he was related to Ryan Coogler or not. So, And I can't find anything on it. So, Okay. Yeah. All right. Shall we get into the story? Yes. Let's jump into the story. Now, Los Angeles, 2002. 15-year-old Adonis Creed is a foster kid who sneaks out of the foster home to hang out with his best friend, Damian Anderson, and they go to a boxing match where Damien, or Diamond Dame, as he is known, is boxing. 
Dame wins, and they to celebrate, they go to a liquor store. And Donnie gets out of the car, and he sees a man looking at him, or kind of glancing at him, and he beats the crap out of him. And then we flash forward, not to present day, but to 2017 in South Africa, where a, an adult, Donnie, is boxing in a rematch against pretty Ricky Conlon from the first movie. He's the guy that he beat in the first movie. Oh, no, he didn't beat him. He tied him in the first movie. He tied him? I thought he lost. No, it was a split decision. Oh. So it was a split decision. So, yeah, he lost to him, I guess. You're right. You're right. He did. He lost to him. A split decision. It wasn't a, wasn't a tie so much. Conlon is trying to regain his heavyweight title from Donnie, but Donnie ends up winning and maintaining his championship. And then we flash forward again. Yeah, I was jumping all over the place here. Too, okay, so first off, I want to say too many flash forwards and flashbacks at this point, right at the beginning of the movie. My yeah. God, dude. Just, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. It's all over the place. Yeah. Then in present day, Donnie has retired from boxing. He's living with his wife, Bianca, and their daughter, Amara. She wants to be a fighter, just like he is, and she kind of starts to get into trouble at school for fighting. Bianca doesn't record music, but she focuses on being a producer because she's kind of losing some hearing, and she wants to, like, what little hearing she's got, I guess. She has, she has some hearing, and so she's trying to protect that, I mm -hmm. think, a little bit. Donnie is the manager of the Delphi Boxing Academy with his former coach, Little Duke Evers. Now, Little Duke is, I think, the son of... Duke, who trained Rocky in Rocky 3, 4, and 6. I think they mentioned that in Creed 2. Yeah. Yep. yep. They are training Felix Chavez to go up against Donnie's former rival, Victor Drago. Victor Drago. <laughs> yeah. Felix, his mother is kind of his, like, his coach or his, like, ring person or something. Mm-hmm. And one day Donnie goes, leaves the gym and he sees a man standing and leaning on his car. The man is Dame. He has been recently released from prison after 18 years. They catch up over lunch and Dame talks about how he wants to continue to box. Donnie says he can help him. Dame also mentions that he wrote to Donnie a bunch, but Donnie didn't didn't respond to him and he claims he never got the letters. So first question. Yeah. And this is just me. Doesn't it seem like a juvenile who had, I mean, I know he had a gun, but he didn't fire it. 18 years seems like a long time for that offense. That's not the offense. What was the offense? He's black. Well, I okay, I, I understand that, and I and I'm sure if it was a white person, he probably would have gotten probation or some shit like that. I get that, but I I one. wanted to just point it out that I'm like, 18 years seems like a ridiculous amount of time for what the infraction was. You are correct. Yeah. I 100% agree with you. 100% agree with you on that. Dame also mentions that he wants a shot at the heavyweight championship. He wants to get a shot at it. But Donnie's like, I don't think there's not a way I'm going to be able to do that. 
which I get that. That seems like a long shot for, okay, because usually you have to like work up to that, don't you? You do, but think about this. In Rocky, Rocky got a shot. It was because Apollo Creed, you know, wanted to make a spectacle of his, you know, bicentennial boxing match, right? Mm-hmm. In Creed, the original, Creed was challenged by the then heavyweight championship. Ha- because heavyweight of who he was. World. Huh? Because of who he was. Because of who he was. Mm-hmm. Why is Dame the only one getting shut out here? It's not... In the real world, absolutely. It's, yeah. kind of, it's kind of unheard of for an unknown, non-ranked boxer to get a shot at the heavyweight championship. But in this universe, we've had it happen twice. Granted, yeah. in 40 years, but it's happened twice. Mm-hmm. Why can't it happen the third time? Because you need the story to show that he's going to manipulate it to get it. Right, but... I feel like... Honestly, I feel like it would have been a better story if he didn't have that dude's hand hit and like he actually got the shot, maybe did a couple fights, got the shot legitimately because maybe they were sparring and, you know, then they get their tough guy. Ooh, I got to beat this guy because he beat me in the ring. You know, you could get that to happen. And so you could do it without him being a bad guy, quote unquote. Well, I think the problem with that is that in all of these movies, the other boxer has to be seen as a bad guy. But why? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Tell me a better story. These are all the same. I, I can already, I, I'm sure everybody already knows how I feel about this movie. I've, I've definitely put out there how I feel about this type of <laughs> you story. You so. telegraphing the <laughs> shit out of this. So, you know, Dame, he says, look, I can't, I can't give you the shot, but I will, I will help you work towards it. Yeah. Right. Which and, is, which is better than no. Yeah. It's definitely better than no. Donnie invites Dame to come to the gym, do some sparring. He gets into the ring with Felix, but Dame fights, like, too aggressively, like he's got something to prove. He kind of turns... It kind of turns into something a little bit more than just a sparring session. Right. You know? Donnie and Duke break him up, and later, Donnie invites Dame to come to the house for dinner, where he meets the family, and then they they kind of have a little private talk, Mm -hmm. and... Dame kind of reiterates, hey, I want the, I want to be the champion. And Donnie, you know, it's like, hey, you know, you're you're kind of the underdog here. We're, it's not going to work that way. I can't work that way. Donnie and Dame go to a party for uh, Bianca's record label. Mm-hmm. And there's some other boxers there. There's, Felix is there. Victor... Cr- Victor Drago is there. And Dame talks to Bianca and kind of talks about what happened between him and Donnie. And he mentions the guy that gets beat up, but he doesn't actually say what happens. Mm-hmm. He says, you know, you're, I'm going to let I'm going to let Donnie tell you what happened there. A fight breaks out at the record party. And a guy comes up and 
he busts up Victor Creed's hand. Yeah, did he hit it with like a hammer or something? He hit him with like a hammer or it was tire like iron something. or something. He Nancy Kerrigan did. He Nancy Kerrigan. Yeah, like this is exactly what he did. Oh my mm-hmm. God. Wait a minute. Does that make Dame Tanya Harding? Kinda. Wow. Interesting. Okay. So it's a lens that we should be looking at this movie through. <laughs> this is the story of the Olympics in what was that, the late 90s or something like that? So the assailant is arrested, but this leaves Felix without an opponent. So Donnie talks to Duke and Felix about putting Dame up against Felix as a one-time contender the way he did against Conlon, the way that Rocky fought against Apollo, and Felix is in. He says, okay, let's do this. Easy win. Easy win, so he thinks. So they set up the fight. During the fight, Dame fights dirty, let's call it. I mean, he really does. He fights dirty, and he knocks Felix like completely out, like unconscious out. Yep. And then after the fight, Donnie visits Marianne, his mother. She reveals that he, or that he had been getting letters from Dame, but she hadn't been giving them to him. Mm -hmm. She didn't want Donnie falling into prison like Dame did. Mm -hmm. He, Donnie, is angry at Marianne. He blames her for Dame's situation and why and what he's done to the family so far. He also, though, finds a picture of Dame in prison with the person that attacked Victor Drago. Yep. This is what you were talking about before. Mm-hmm. This is his Jeff Galuli. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. I can't believe I remember that fucking name. <laughs> Jeff Galuli. I mean, that's a stupid fucking name, right? It's, Jeff it's, a, it's an odd name, yeah. Galuli. <laughs> <laughs> So Donnie goes to a beach party that Dame is throwing to celebrate his newfound championship. And he he goads Dame into admitting that he set the whole thing up. And then he says he's not done. He's coming for everything that Donnie has. For abandoning them, abandoning him when they were young. I feel like this is really a tough sell for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. They wanted him to have a beef with Donnie. You mm-hmm. know, they wanted Dame to have a beef with Donnie. But this seems like high school bullshit. It's dumb. I mean, okay. they're 18 years past this. Right. And that's magically by the end, he just has to get his ass whooped and now he forgives him. I mean, again, it goes yeah, back see, to yeah. beatings are the thing that motivates the tough guys and you know changes their mind on shit i I, it's just it's baloney it's absolute garbage okay i don't it's dumb i agree it's dumb absolutely dumb so oh yeah so i i just feel like it's a very thin it's a paper thin excuse for dame to have a beef against donnie but he does end up punching donnie in the face gives him a black eye and meanwhile now donnie's got to go prove he's a man gotta go beat him up he ends up going on TV because he's a big sensation. Or he ends up calling into a show, the Stephen A. Smith show, with when Donnie is on, talking about what was he gonna? What was he on there talking about? He was talking about well, Donnie asked to be on the show. Oh yeah, that's right. And then he was gonna talk. 
apparently just talk about what went on between him and Dame, which mm. why the fuck would you do that? That, that I don't know. It, again, makes no sense. You got to make this big public display of I'm going to kick this guy's ass. <laughs> which is exactly what happens. Dame calls into the show and throws down the gauntlet. He challenges Donnie and Donnie. You know what? Donnie is like, OK, fine. You got it. This is what we're going to do then. Mm-hmm. Bianca and Dame, or excuse me, Bianca and Donnie ha- kind of on outs here a little bit because because of what's going on between Dame and, and Donnie and how Donnie's handling it. She knows that something's going on, but he's not being honest, so she doesn't right. understand this motivation. Right. Although I have to be honest, if, she tell- if he tells the truth, she's pretty probably still not going to understand the motivation <laughs> because it's fucking stupid. But but Bianca ends up calling Donnie at one point from the hospital because his mother, Marianne, had another stroke. She apparently had a stroke in between Creed 2 and mm-hmm. Creed 3. She is barely conscious when Donnie visits her in the hospital. He tries to apologize for the way that he spoke to her. She tells him that she's thankful for him because she helped... Because he helped her forgive Apollo for his in, his infidelity. And then she dies. So they fridge his mom to give him motivation. Yep. Mm-hmm. They fridge Marianne. Then after her funeral, Donnie sits down with Bianca. And then he tells her everything. He tells her what was going on. Leon was the foster father at the home where he and Dame stayed, and he used to, like, beat the shit out of them. Donnie lost it when he saw Leon again after being after after years and began beating him up until two of Leon's friend pulled, friends pulled him off, and then Dame pulled the gun on them just as the cops arrived. Donnie ran away, leaving Dame to get arrested. So we do have that where he ran off. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Again, but my guess is if Dame could have run, he would have run too. I mean, any smart person would have run, I yeah. guess, but they, yeah. they got to Dame pretty quick. So, feeling guilty over what happened, he never attempted to contact Dame, and he knows why he is coming to get him, basically. He understands it. Also, I'm guessing if he would have gotten the letters that Dame sent him, he probably would have reached out to him. But he probably was feeling guilty and then not hearing from Dame at the same time. He just let it go. Yeah. I mean, he was a kid when this happened, for God's sake. Yeah. Yeah. I know. So Dame, or excuse me, not Dame, Donnie. I wish they wouldn't have both been named a D name because I'm getting mixed up. Oh, yeah, I so <laughs> I agree. We also have Duke, so Dame Donnie and Duke <laughs> and Drago. Damn it. <sighs> Donnie goes back to the gym to train with Duke and with Victor Drago. Donnie, Duke, and Drago all train Donnie to fight Dame. Mm-hmm. Damn it. And then the night of the big fight arrives. They call it the Battle of Los Angeles. And uh, and everybody's there. Dame dominates the first part of the match. He beats the crap out of Donnie. During a break, Duke tries to encourage Donnie to let go of his fear and guilt to win. Donnie listens and he goes for Dame's weak spots. Um, and 
he delivers it. He beats the crap out of him, basically. He chops him down. And when he hits him the final time, he actually, like, knocks him clean the frig out, just like mm-hmm. like Dame did to Chavez, right? Mm-hmm. Then after the fight, Donnie and Dame sit down privately, and he apologizes to Dame for abandoning him and never reaching out to him. Dame forgives him. After everybody leaves, Donnie stays with Bianca and Amara playing with Amara in the ring for a little bit before they go home. So here's a thing that I... There there are things that reminded me of Rocky Three in here in that... There's a, there's a guy who's probably stronger than Rocky, Clubber Lang, who is threatening to come and take not just his, not just his belt, but he's going to take his wife, he's going to take his house, he wants everything that Rocky has. A guy from a tough background with a chip on his shoulder. That's exactly what we have here in Dame. I think the reason that we have a relationship with Dame and Donnie is so that it doesn't feel so much like Clubber Lang. Sure. In Rocky Three. Sure, they're trying to do a little different. Right. Because in the end, when 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 Donnie fights Dame, he does so to reclaim the title. Mm-hmm. Which he does. Right? When he wins, he gets the title back. He's the heavyweight champion again. But why did he have to do that? I don't know. But in Rocky Three, Rocky fights Clubber first loses, loses his title, and then fights him again to reclaim it. Okay. So here Chavez is the surrogate Rocky at the, in the first fight, but it's essentially the same thing happening. This is basically just a remake of Rocky Three. Okay. Marianne dies, Mickey dies in Rocky Three, and it was kind of a motivating factor for Rocky. Sure. Like, even the Rocky montage, like the, the training montage is still there it's still prevalent it's rocky training in kind of in a nature type thing you know mm-hmm. like in a nature in a nature setting in a, in a in an outdoors setting in rocky three he was on a beach running with apollo and then he was you know swimming and all this other shit right in this you know donnie's punching a tree i don't know why but he's punching a tree and then he's pulling an airplane and then he's running on the beach and it's like, okay, this this is Rocky Three. But all we over have again. to see how manly man he is. How to do this. You gotta also, show that. Also, Bianca is dropped. Like from when she right like right from when Marianne dies mm-hmm. through the rest of the movie, Bianca's pretty much gone. Until she shows up at the fight. Also, there was something in here where the daughter is seen fighting at school yeah that's never really resolved Mm-mm. i mean it comes up and then up they they don't really the resolve very it. end when 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 what well, doesn't it does come up again because donnie teaches her fighting right. when he catches her mm-hmm. watching one of his fights yeah but that's almost right after that situation that is and true. then the rest of the movie it's just gone so i feel like they're bringing up a little part of a storyline and then it's just yeah. It's it gone. just it just it just dangles. It's yeah. dangling plot threads. Yeah. I think that's. But stuff like that would be more interesting to me. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. how do you deal with a daughter who sees a father fighting like this to try and teach them that 
<laughs> just going into a ring and fighting isn't always the answer. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, that would be more interesting to me. Yeah, that's hey, <laughs> That is true. Now, there are some things that I liked about this movie. I liked the fight choreography. I think that they did a really good job with that. They keep in like a lot of the Rocky slow-mo stuff, but you get like interesting like angles where the camera kind of ducks and weaves with the boxer instead of it just like being static like it is in the mm-hmm. Rocky movie. So I really enjoyed that. But what I, I think is probably my favorite piece of imagery from the whole movie is when it is Dame and Donnie fighting and it's probably one of the late rounds and the audience is just gone. It's Oh, I love just, that part. That was fantastic. That right? was really cool. I loved that a lot. I didn't like when they put the jail, like the bars oh, behind it. Oh, I thought it. that was fantastic. I, I thought it was brilliant. I think I would have preferred it just to have everything dropped away mm. and it was just the two of them, the two of them battling. Yeah. I really liked that part. Yeah. That it, was really good. Visually stunning. Like yeah. that is that is a that is a really But it also move. represents what these two are doing. Exactly. They are personally battling yep. out at this point. None of the other noise matters. It doesn't matter. Yep. Nope, it's just these two. I love that part. Take take the jail bars out. Mm-hmm. The rest was perfect. I'm going to go so far as to say that that is my favorite shot in a Rocky family movie. Oh, like wow. ever as far as boxing mm-hmm. goes. Okay. That, like that just the I, the way that they did it and the fact that they, they you know, it's a visual medium, show rather than tell, right? Mm-hmm. They did. Yeah, they it showed was us everything I, I really right liked there. that a lot. It was absolutely yeah. a perfect I'm glad sequence. you brought that up. I forgot yeah. about that. that. That was man, really good. That one, that right there was like chef's kiss, you know? So, yeah. I have other things here like the Dame apologizing bit. I think that was just, he's just going to drop the whole villain act. We already talked about that, mm-hmm. but let's. Okay, so do you have any other? Any have any notes or? I just have a couple things like, I want to cover. So wanna... Mila Davis, she is actually deaf in real life. That's so Amara, right? Yeah, so I I'm glad they brought someone in that represents that correctly. Question: Is yeah. this the first in Rocky Universe movie that Sylvester Stallone has not been in? Yes. Okay, so he's not in this movie. Yeah. In a, he's had a couple different interviews. He's kind of said a couple different things on why he's not in. I'm sure he's maybe not revealing real stuff behind the scenes. I'm not sure. What does he say? But he in one interview, he said, the Rocky story is complete. I am not needed in here. And another one, he said, he doesn't like the tone the new storyline is going. But he didn't really <laughs> elaborate a whole lot more on that. So it's interesting. I don't know if he was not asked back, if he chose not to be back. I'm not sure. He's an executive producer. He was involved okay. in the production of this film. Okay. So he could just as easily have been like, nope, I'm putting up some money. You're putting Rocky in the story. Yeah. I think what it comes down to, and this is something that happens with Stallone a lot, he doesn't know when to call it quits. Mm. I mean, how many times do you need to play Rocky before you can be done? Honestly, you know? in the first two movies here in the Creed series, mm-hmm. Creed 1 and Creed 2, there were times where I almost wanted to put the closed caption on because I couldn't understand <laughs> what he was saying. He mumbles so much. It was hard to understand what he was saying. <laughs> but I think he does this with Rambo. Mm-hmm. You know, he did he did two final Rambo movies, right? He did Rambo 1 through 3. Then he Oh, did are one... we going to get the rant? <laughs> no, 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 we're not. We're okay. not. I'm not going to okay. give you the rant. <laughs> He did the first three Rambo movies. There was a break. He did Rambo, right? Mm -hmm. And then he was like, oh, after this, I'm done. And then later he's like, you know what? 
maybe we should break Rambo out of the mothballs. My, my checking man. account is looking a little thin. Maybe yeah, I better like, see another Rambo movie. Like, and now, and now I've heard some rumblings that he wants to bring Rocky back in a different thing, maybe in a TV series. And I'm like, dude, come on, man! You've now had two different send-offs for Rocky that were mm-hmm. actually really fucking perfect. Mm-hmm. The end of Rocky Balboa is great. It bookends the story very, very well, and then. The end of Creed 2, where Rocky goes and reconciles with his son mm-hmm. and retires to become a grandfather, is also fucking great. Yeah. Like, why not just let him have this happy ending be done? The end of Rocky Balboa, what else does he have? In Rocky Balboa, he was literally saying, I have something left in me that I need to get out. I have something left, he calls it, in the basement. You know, that's okay. why he needs to come out of retirement and fight one last fight. It's him. It's about him dealing with Adrian's death and with aging. Okay. And and they hit it. They n- hit the nail on the friggin' head with that movie. Mm-hmm. So for him to come back as a secondary character in these Creed movies is actually kind of brilliant. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need to be the main character anymore. I don't right. want Rocky in any more Creed movies at all. And I don't want a Rocky TV show. Yeah. Where he's training another, like, dude, if you're upset that 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 the Kuglers figured out, I'm just putting them both together. <laughs> I don't know if they're related, but I'm going to call them the Kuglers anyway. But if the Kuglers had figured out, hey, the best way for a retired boxer to remain relevant would be to become a boxing, like like own a bit, own the boxing gym, and train the next generation of fighters. If you're mad that you didn't come up with that yourself, that's on you, dude. But you gave Rocky two great endings mm-hmm. with two separate great endings. Just yeah. fucking stop, dude. Yeah. He needs to stop. Well, <gasps> I, sorry. I, sorry about the rant. <laughs> I, I think I think I agree. I would. Of course, these aren't my movies anyways. So what? <laughs> you're like, I have no weight, idea why I give a shit. So what little weight <laughs> my opinion has in this I don't think we need to see Rocky in here anymore. I no. agree. It, it ended good with him going to see his grandkid, mm-hmm. making up with his son. Let him, let him, let him go. Let him retire. Yeah. I agree, hundred uh, percent. Rocky, man, he deserves to retire at this mm-hmm. point. Yes. Uh, so anyway, what else she got? And that is all. That's all you had. You have no alternate casting. Was Jonathan Majors like number one for name? No or? idea. No idea. They don't. Okay. No, I don't know. You don't know. <laughs> Got no clue. Why you ask? Let me get the Kuglers on the phone here, and Let I'll check with them. Let me get the <laughs> on the phone. Yes, indeed, you do. All right. So, well, let's do our thing as if it were necessary. Jennifer, do you keep rent or erase, and tell us why you erase it? I don't give a shit about this movie. I don't care. I don't care about this. I don't care about the Creed movies. I don't care. For me, absolutely personally, these can be erased. I don't ever have to see them again. It's fine. However, I do want to say these are popular movies. People Mm -hmm. like these. The acting was good. There were good moments in these movies. There were good, like potential for other side stories that I maybe would have given a shit about. So I feel like overall for other people, this is probably a good rent. Mm -hmm. 
But me, I, I don't care about this. And if there's a Creed 4, you can review it with somebody else because I don't want to watch it. I, I just don't. It's too macho bullshit for me. I don't like the I have to prove I'm a tough guy so I'm going to get in a ring and fight somebody. I don't like that. Fair enough. And that seems to be what this last movie was really about. I mean, yeah. there was there was some other little side stories they were trying to put in there. But bottom line, that's what it was. And I, I just don't care. So for me personally, I'm going to say erase. But for others, you probably would put it as a rent. And you, you probably might enjoy this if you like boxing or Rocky movies. How about you? All right. I'm going to come at this from a different angle. I'm going to come from this. I'm going to come at this from a Rocky connoisseur angle. Because I really like the Rocky series of films. Are they good movies? Not all of them. There's a couple of really good films. And one standout, probably fantastic film in the Rocky series of films. They're, they are pure, like I said before, Americana. Kind of a Norman Rockwellian lens through which to view, you know, American society you can see this kind of blatantly in rocky uh, rocky four when he literally stops communism uh, like i love the rocky series there are there's one rocky movie that i absolutely hate it's rocky five and i will hate watch it because it's fun to watch and make fun of creed three is a close second to that okay I think that there are some really bad decisions made in this movie. There there is a couple there are a couple of really great shots in this movie. So it was filmed really well. I think Michael Jordan, Michael B Jordan has a good eye for like what is cinematic, but I feel like he's got some work to do. I feel like the story is really badly disguised remake of Rocky three. And I really, I, I do appreciate that they left Rocky out of it. I hope that they continue to do that. If they continue to make, which I, I, I think they are talking about making more movies. There's going to be Creed four. I heard rumblings of a Drago movie. Like we need another fucking spinoff from Rocky, but I just, I don't think I don't think that we need any more of this. I think I think I'm done. I think I'm done with Rocky movies. I'll just take the ones that I've got, Rocky through Creed 2 and be good. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. So, I'm going to say I'm going to say a race on this one. Wow. Yeah. I'm floored. I know. You know, this does have very good ratings on Rotten Tomatoes. It does, and I don't understand why. I, I was surprised. I was surprised. Now, IMDb is about a 6 out of 10, so that seems more realistic to me. Yeah. You know, it's probably a little more favorable, but it's not like the 80s and 90s that they're getting on Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. which which just yeah. floors me. I don't I don't get that. That's why I said, if, if, if you are a Rocky fan or a boxing fan, you might like this, and you don't have to take my... 
word for it, but I, I I don't know. I just don't need to see this. So I wanted to. I, I was I was just quick looking up the future of the Creed franchise, and I have a quote for you. Hmm. It's from Sylvester Stallone himself. It is about the untitled seventh Rocky film, which is still in pre-production or development. I oh. should say. Yeah, told you he doesn't know how to leave the fuck <laughs> leave anything the fuck alone, dude. Right. So in May 2019 at the Cannes Film Festival, Sylvester Stallone said he had another story about Rocky Balboa. And then he confirmed that it's a sequel. It's going to deal as like an, it's going to, it's conceived to be an epilogue. It's supposed to be about Rocky befriending a young fighter who was a foreigner stuck illegally in the United States. And here's his quote. Rocky meets a young, angry person who got stuck in this country when he comes to see his sister. He takes him into his life, and unbelievable adventures begin, and they wind up south of the border. It's very, very timely. I'm going to say I'm going to hard pass on that movie. I I don't care. In November, in, as, as, as recent as November of, 19, of, uh, November of 1922, November of 2022, Stallone confirmed that the studio wants another Rocky film, but the negotiations um, to get the rights to the character from the producers are stalled. So he is still working on it. Mm. He's still writing it. He posted a page of the script in an Instagram post, which has been deleted, to give people an idea. But... He's working on it. He's working on it. Hmm. All right. He's currently he's feuding with the Irwin Winkler found company to get the rights for Rocky. Now they own the rights to Rocky, but uh, yeah. So that's that's kind of hmm. what stalled that. But I, ooh, <laughs> like come on, man. No one to let it go, right? Why can't why can't he just let this lie? I don't understand. You don't care. I'm talking to the dead air here at this point. You're like, I'm not going to engage because I don't fucking care. I don't care. I don't fucking care. So what are we doing next? Is there something that you ca- we you care about in our future? Yes, I am excited for this one. What is it? I have to know. The Equalizer 3. The Denzel Washington movie? I loved the first two. I did too. I'm excited for this. I hope... I hope this isn't another one where it's like, he's too old to be doing this. He shouldn't be doing this. But I love Denzel Washington. The first two were good. Mm-hmm. I'm hopeful that this is entertaining too. I'm excited to see it. Me too. Me too. Denzel is fucking awesome. I love Denzel. He's yes. a great actor. And he his son is really, really good too. John David Washington. Washington, really good actor too. Uh, but yes, uh, Denzel, totally dude. I'm in. Cool. Equalizer three. Do you hey. know, I'm gonna put this out here just real yeah. quick. Next, the next week, we're yeah. gonna watch a movie that has John David Washington in it. We are. What <laughs> yeah. is it? The Creator. Oh, the um, the Rogue One guy, Dan or um, Gareth Edwards. Gareth Edwards, him. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Cool. Normally we don't talk about a couple of weeks out, but you just happened to mention that, and I'm like, hey, <laughs> two weeks in a row. Watch here. Black Klansman if you want to see how good an actor that okay. guy is. He's, All right. he's got his dad's chops. He's got his dad's chops. Cool. All right. Sounds yep. good. All right. So next week, right here on the couch, Denzel Washington, Equalizer 3. Thanks for listening, everybody. You've been listening to A View from the Couch, a Space Moose Media podcast. 
You can interact with our hosts on Twitter by going to twitter.com forward slash view underscore couch. You can also email us at a view from the couch at yahoo.com. If you've enjoyed this episode, please help us get noticed by leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or the podcast platform of your choice. Thanks for listening.